Welcome to Bridging the Gap. I'm your host, Marianne Rose. You are about to embark on a relevant and timely journey of thought with registered psychologist, Dr. Cyrus Dirksen. Thank you for tuning in and expect to be enlightened right now. Hey there, Cyrus. Good to see you today. Hey, Marianne. It's good to see you. Thank you. Today is a good day. Hmm, I agree. You know, this thing about saying good mm-hmm. morning mm-hmm. when you wake up, part of what you're saying is the word good. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can actually make that your mm-hmm. mindset. Yeah. A lot of mornings, my husband will say good morning, and I'll say morning. Getting <laughs> 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 the word good, I haven't had my coffee yet. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, I've heard that before. I don't. I didn't ever put any intention behind anybody just saying morning. But yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I miss the word good, it's because I haven't felt that yet. It's on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> it's meaningful. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people can relate. Mm-hmm. The morning people. I think I'm a morning person more than I am a night person. But it does take a cup of coffee or two. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it does. Yeah, I can understand that. For me, it's a shower. I can't really function until I have a shower. Before a shower, I feel very odd. It's like I've even tried exercising in the morning before I have a shower, and I'm weak. Like, my body's just like, I can't do anything, as opposed to, like, after I've showered or something like that. It's like I've woken up, and I don't know, my body's functioning differently. I'm still asleep. You train yourself to Mm -hmm. do it, too. My body is trained for coffee. (laughs) <laughs> the odd time I've been thinking about, you know, give mm. up coffee for a while and oh, okay. how your body reacts. <laughs> I've done that once. <laughs> besides when I've had pregnancies trying to make all these great decisions. Besides those times when I've quit coffee, I had a headache for five days straight. Oh, that's brutal. And then, mm. did I have energy? <laughs> I've recently heard it's a 21-day process for your oh. body to actually release itself of the chemicals that were created in the whole body needs to be retrained. It's, yeah. Maybe it's even longer. All these sciences of chemicals yeah. and how once you've put them in your body, they stick there. I agree and I disagree because in some ways I think, yeah, maybe it's 21 days or whatever the number is and that's fine. But I also think there's a psychological training that we do with ourselves that goes well beyond any chemical count on a blood test that for a lot of habits for a lot of substances or chemicals we continue to feel differently afterwards because of i mean how long have you been having coffee in the morning your your brain's used to it in a lot of ways your shower i mean that wasn't a drug no no it was a chemical response oh definitely especially like i don't take a cold shower but cold showers produce quite a bit of dopamine right it produces an effect and i'm sure a warm shower does too and now yeah i'm dependent this is so cool that we're talking about (laughs) chemical reactions in the body and the way that you can train your body is very scientific and think (laughs) about what your body is in response to god Mm. Mm -hmm. for example for people who enter into prayer and are experiencing then these types of chemical responses mm. yes. that reset some of their mm-hmm. body. There was this test <laughs> done on people who were praying, particularly mm. in 
a spiritual language. Okay. So there's this thing, maybe some people have heard of it or not, praying in tongues, mm. praying in a mm-hmm. spiritual language. Yeah. And it's fascinating to be informed about a lot of people's experience when it comes to prayer. But okay, so this study, people, while they were praying in this spiritual language, they had their brains hooked up to what mm. are those special yep. nods or... What kind of for your brain, like yeah. an EEG, I think it's called? Yeah. Yes, testing what their activities were showing on the charts and Mm -hmm. they were finding that people were experiencing calm and Mm. they were able to measure this Mm. and even where people might have had to have taken a medicine for a condition this prayer had the same type of response in their bodies so that Mm. that was their medicine right that's beautiful we're talking about what the body response Mm. to psychologically train you have these responses Mm. to spirit right Mm -hmm. that that's a reality you and i both talk about this reality Mm -hmm. a lot because you're also a pastor i am i'm a pastor yes and i love being a pastor it's wonderful i'm glad you are Mm -hmm. we talk about the holy spirit Mm. frequently Mm, yeah i wanted to ask you how would you describe that Such a good question. The Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity. So there's one character, you know, there's God, who has different roles or different ways of interacting, different ways of being. So there's the Father, there's the Son, Jesus, and then there's the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is often talked about as this odd uncle or something like that. And some churches emphasize the Holy Spirit more than others because people can get a little uncomfortable around the Holy Spirit. The Bible describes the Holy Spirit as a helper and somebody who directs people to Jesus and gives praise to Jesus and brings people into a knowledge of Jesus and into the fullness of their faith. I mean, when Jesus was on the earth, he said that when he left, the Holy Spirit would come and provide people with more revelation, with more inspiration and direction and all of these things. So this is something that as a Christian you rely on in order to fulfill a part of your connection with God. And the reason that people sometimes have different feelings or feelings of discomfort around talking about the Holy Spirit is because when they experience God, sometimes they have odd responses they will feel all kinds of things and sometimes feel overwhelmed. They will sometimes feel like they are unable to talk or unable to stand or they will shake or they will speak differently because of the influence of God in their life. Now usually it looks odd to the people around them and maybe even feels odd or embarrassing to the person, although generally speaking, when you talk to people after they have experienced God in this way and have all these different kinds of responses, generally the response isn't, well, you know, I'm feeling like I want to show everybody that I'm shaking or that I'm lying down. Normally they just talk about experiencing the power, particularly the love of God inside of themselves, and it's transforming who they are and their personality and their way that they interact. And it's not for show. It's not something that they're doing in order to be a part of something. So it can be a very holy thing for the person who's experiencing it, even though, and some people say revival, which is 
when a lot of people are having experiences like this. Revival is wonderful on the inside. It looks odd from the outside. It doesn't look great from the outside because it just looks so odd. But it's amazing and transformative for the people who are actually experiencing God in that powerful way. The goal here isn't to have those kinds of odd experiences. The goal is to experience God. And sometimes it's just overwhelming physically. It's beautiful to consider who the Holy Spirit is that he is mm-hmm. and I know that it talks about this trinity in the Bible where maybe that particular word isn't used but we understand it where mm. the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit is how he revealed himself mm. so at first it was in the Old Testament I don't think we were introduced to his name as Father but we were introduced to his name as provider, mm-hmm. as someone who cares for you. Mm-hmm. Then when Jesus came, God as man, the son, then when he resurrected, he sent his spirit, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, to partner with all of men. God with us. Yeah. And it's a wonderful thing. and. I was talking about those odd experiences, and that's often what people think about when they think about the Holy Spirit and they're familiar with Christianity. But Holy Spirit is not limited to odd experiences. It's something that's a daily interaction, and it's happening in our lives to direct, to comfort, to counsel, to encourage, to sometimes direct us in a way that is surprising, so it might block us from a certain path or something like that. He's there with you. God is with you. And that's the important thing. It's, it's like we don't have to be alone. Mm-hmm. We don't have to do this on our own. Sometimes there's more of a felt presence, and sometimes it's not as felt, but there still can be faith that that's there, that God is with you, helping you, directing you, guiding you, pulling you into so many things that are important to Him, maybe don't come to mind as top of mind for us. So usually people are more concerned about how am I going to make money, or where am I going to live, or who am I going to fall in love with. But the Holy Spirit is usually pulling in more of the ways that are consistent with His values, like how can you enter into the fullness of love in your relationship with God and with other people? And how can you walk into greater awareness of and fullness of righteousness, basically having your behavior be consistent with God's values? So those are kinds of things that God is usually more concerned with and is pulling us in, although he is concerned about every aspect of our lives because he loves us and cares about those things. But it's not just about one or two things that people think about. It's an all-encompassing reality that you can have a personal relationship with God. I agree. And I love that you're using the word how when it comes to God is by receiving. Mm, mm -hmm. He is himself a gift. Mm, mm -hmm. So that First, receiving him, mm-hmm. receiving his spirit, mm-hmm. is becoming born again. Mm. Some people maybe think it sounds a little quirky, mm-hmm. but it's really simply receiving. Mm. Oh, I can receive this. This is a reality mm-hmm. just within my atmosphere. You mm. can be completely alone and nobody's there and not in a yeah. church and mm-hmm. not with anything other than just an open heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a transformation experience. Right. I receive you, God. Mm-hmm. Having a moment where you recognize a little bit about him. Hopefully you've heard some things about 
who he even is. Mm -hmm. Some people could be listening to this and have not even heard mm. some of these aspects. Right. I'm trying to take away the fear. Mm -hmm. I'm trying mm -hmm. to make it so you don't have to be afraid. Yep. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people feel uncomfortable because you're putting him in a box. It's like, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. exactly the opposite of what I'm trying to do. It's like mm -hmm. he's not mm -hmm. in a box. That's the point of mm -hmm. it being mm -hmm. so simple. Right. I think it can be so simple. Oftentimes I'll recommend to people who are struggling with how to connect with God, just go and pray something like, to the one who loves me, to the one who wants good things for me and created me and has a future for me, show me who you are. Show me more about what you're like. Show me how I can interact with you and how we can have a relationship. Those are wonderful prayers in my mind, and they're very simple. And what's incredible to me as well is that even as simple as it is, I believe that there is an answer. There's a God that wants to talk to you and has so many things to tell you about a real personality that we're all kind of struggling to understand. And even people who claim that they know more and more about God, I feel like they're just dipping their toe into an ocean. And it's like, yes, you can know more about God and you can have a personal relationship with God, but everybody's learning. Everybody's reaching out to something that's beyond themselves and finding out more and more about God. And you can have an assurance and a feeling like you know God personally, and those are wonderful things, and I would encourage that. And there's also this reality where God is so much greater than who we are and so vast that we are all going to be shocked and surprised at some point with his presence, with his greatness, his greatness the glory, and also just the depth and variation within him that will continue to probably surprise us forever. When I think about that, I think about standing at the base of a mountain in Alberta and looking way up and not being able to see the top. Mm. When I think about that, I think about sitting in the night sky, especially lately when we've had our clear skies and seeing the full moon mm. and the stars surrounding it and the dark and the vastness of that sky. Or when you talked about the ocean, with the touch of your foot in the ocean. Mm -hmm. Then I think about that being, well, we're a couple weeks away from Christmas, mm -hmm. packaged in a baby, mm. when first came mm -hmm. to be here with us, that this smallness, I think that what we celebrate so much when we think about Christmas is also how personal mm. and intimate and close, if you've ever held a wee little baby, mm -hmm. you would have this experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's an incredible thing. There are definitely patterns and there's also definitely unique ways that people kind of come into this relationship. I think I love the way that you're describing this. Like there are so many different things. Sometimes people will just simplify faith to the point where it's like, well, I've just been saved from hell. And it's like, oh, there's so much more to having a relationship with God. It's not just about having somebody get you out of jail. He's getting you out of jail to go somewhere with you. There's all these other things that you learn about with God. There's all these other things that you can walk into with God. And it's an incredible thing. I mean, even Jesus had this experience where he went from a place of pre-baptism. And when he was baptized, he had the Holy Spirit, this spirit of power that came on him like a dove. And that was the beginning of his ministry. 
So it's interesting entering into new realms with God, new realms of ministry, new realms of different things. And this is something that can happen all at once. People can have a baptism into faith, and then at the same time, they can have a baptism into the gifts of the Spirit. It can happen gradually over time, where people start walking into new things, in different giftings and different experiences through their faith journey. It's just an incredible thing to watch God work with people and to see them walk into new things and new experiences of God and of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is fun. Mm-hmm. And it's unique and it helps us. Like mm-hmm. the helper you talk about is mm-hmm. often the hand of help. Mm-hmm. And here's how you can have victory. Mm-hmm. I can go from an experience mm-hmm. that was hard. You have a helper. Mm-hmm. You have a hand up. Yeah, you don't have to do this alone. Yeah. Yeah, it's an incredible thing. And in my life, I feel like when I was baptized into the faith, when I had my water baptism, it was an experience where Holy Spirit was named, but I didn't have an overt expression of the Holy Spirit in that baptism or experiences around that time. I believe that God was leading me and that I was experiencing God in my life But I remember also having a a series of events as I was going through my Christian walk where God would give me new things. And I remember, for me, probably the most dramatic shift after my baptism, which felt more like a confirmation of things that had already been there, so it wasn't a shift per se, but the most dramatic shift as an adult that I experienced was probably when I prophesied for the first time, which was interesting, to actually feel like I could give and hear God's word for other people and that that would impact them. It opened up a new world that there could be things that God can help us with in a way that was very direct and powerful. So I remember that realization that God wanted to interact in our lives in a very personal and powerful way that went beyond what we would consider the laws of nature. And that was an opening up to, I guess, another ministry in my life. And there's been a series of events since that time, you know, going to an older lady's house in Kansas City, staying with her and speaking in tongues for the first time, and having experiences in my life where it felt like having emotional experiences that were completely voluntary yet involuntary, like beyond me to experience and yet safe within the realms of my own consent and experiences that felt completely beyond me where it was like feeling pressure, uh, carrying pressure on myself in a very physical way that was just completely beyond my own decision or anything like that and felt like the power of God on my body and my life. And you know various other experiences where God has brought me into different areas of his authority and made his spirit more available to me in new ways. Mm -hmm. So it's been amazing, an amazing journey to allow God, as much as I feel like I have, to lead me and to develop me. And I feel like that's something that is going to just continue, that God is going to continue to empower me, direct me, and help me to discern areas where I need to grow mm-hmm. and correct me. Um, and it's like a journey, this wonderful growing journey 
but there is something that's wonderful about those first experiences of like, wow, God is powerful and beyond me and wants to actually interact with me, mm-hmm. which is often that part where we talk about that first baptism of the Holy Spirit, where God has actually shown you that he isn't subtle sometimes <laughs> and uh, is very powerful. Yeah, and so personal. So personal, yeah. Everything that you've just described is so personal and Mm. it's relational and it's like a voice that Mm. is speaking to you Mm -hmm. you know you say the word prophecy i understand that to be where you give a gift Mm -hmm. of encouragement enlightenment insight something that will help and strengthen and that is what the holy spirit is that's who he is so he gives you that to give to someone he gives you that to give to yourself Mm. and so in you and for you Oh, I could say so much more about Mm -hmm. how loving that gift is and to be able to receive it. And I hope that the more you and I share, we Mm -hmm. will touch on this part of Mm. who we are. Mm. Just receiving this gift as part of our daily lives can be something that we'll give Mm -hmm. to others while we do our show. Yeah, for sure. Oh, thank you, Cyrus. Thank you, Marianne. Well, that was an honor to get to spend that time with you. Appreciate you tuning in. Please check out more of Dr. Cyrus at maplecrestchurch.ca and at drcyrusdirksen.com. You are very welcome to come and join Maplecrest Church services 10 a.m. Sunday mornings at the Park Theatre, 698 Osborne Street in Winnipeg. We look forward to seeing you. Thanks again and tune in next time for Bridging the Gap. I'm Marianne Rose. Hate song